0: This is the Rapaport Diamond Podcast, and now your host, Avi Kravitz. This podcast is brought to you by De Beers Group Ignite, pioneering a new diamond world through groundbreaking innovation, science, and technology. Inspired by the world's unrelenting change, De Beers Ignite is driven to develop creative solutions for the diamond industry, not only for existing challenges but also for those it may never have faced before. Helping you to achieve growth with efficient and accurate technologies throughout the diamond pipeline. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Rapport Diamond Podcast. I'm Avi Kravitz, and I was thrilled to chat with Pritesh Patel for this episode. Pratesh is the Senior Vice President and Chief Operating Officer at the GIA, and he has been instrumental in the organization's digital and innovation strategy, about which there have been several game-changing developments recently, such as the GIA's decision to go paperless in its grading reports. We discuss this and a whole lot more in this episode, so please enjoy this wide-ranging conversation with Pratesh. Hi Pratesh, welcome to the podcast or should I say welcome back to the podcast, not your first time with us, but it's the first time we've had a chance to speak one-on-one. In the past you've um, been part of a panel discussion and so I really appreciate this opportunity to catch up with you in person and concentrate on you solely. So welcome and thank you for your time.
1: Thank you for having me back here and looking forward to this discussion.
0: And the GIA has been quite active lately, and particularly in your area in terms of innovation and bringing embedding technology into the GIA's operations. And the most obvious place for me to start, was your announcement in June that the GIA is going paperless or going completely digital in, in terms of your report. So I thought that would be a good place to, to begin. And I, I was just wondering, you know, what was the motivation behind that move?
1: Yeah, so I think, you know, uh, GI has always been focused on innovation for the history and decades going back to it. Innovation has been part of the fabric of the organization. It starts with our research and instrumentation development that uh, we're continuously innovating and then. A lot of those innovation has been used within our laboratories, within our education of teaching people and things into it. And now that we wanted to make sure that we are also bringing those innovations that we have been using internally more to to the trade and the industry and eventually bring it to the best for the consumer and to bring a more experience for the consumers, right? So that goes to directly speaks to protecting consumers, so it drives really to our mission. And for that, uh, we want to ensure that we are bringing technology that are going to help trade to bring the tools for their own benefit, but also for consumer when they're making a better purchasing decision. And if those things align, that those are the technologies we want to bring to the market.
0: You know, when I think back historically, the grading report, the trade was so, so fixated by that physical product. I remember even, you know, walking the different trade shows in the past and you would see people displaying their GIA grading reports instead of their diamonds. There was the sense that the consumer wasn't relating to that piece of paper. And I would imagine that this now is a technology play that is much more relatable for the end consumer.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's a great point. And it starts with three things. When we are moving our grading report from a paper format to digital format, the three things that are most important to us when we are making that switch is one is sustainability. The second is security of the grading reports that we provide. And third is a convenience, which is the user experience and the consumer goes into it. And when we talk about sustainability, the first one, it's all about how do we help environment? How do we help the industry? And I think, you know, you probably heard in our announcement when we made it, we use roughly about 20 ton of paper and 18 and a half ton of plastic every year. So our our purpose is to say, hey, let's eliminate that. That helps the environment from, from the sustainability standpoint. When it comes to the security, you know, as you know, how important our grading report is as part of the trade and ensuring the trust that consumer looks at it when, when they're purchasing in there and bringing that security aspect in a digital format through our matching ID and services with the digital report brings that highest level of security possible today to the grading report. And then the third one is about convenience that I mentioned earlier is all about experience and Today's consumer, as all of us, are looking for ease of use. Everything is on our fingertips. We are looking for information when and where we want it in our mobile phone. And so we're launching a brand new app with a great experience that allows us to deliver that to the trade and to the consumer in there. So our focus of going digital from describing the trade shows. Moving from that paper into this digital, I think it's going to be the new way. And for that matter, you can see a lot of tools and technologies being used in trade shows, how trade shows has evolved over the period of time. So I think this all kind of falls within that. But end of the day, our purpose is to bring more, you know, trust to the consumer in many different ways.
0: You touched on each of my talking points for this podcast, really, in that answer, so um, kudos to you on that, but I will get back to each of them. I think what is interesting is the experience aspect of this, that um, suddenly the, and, and I think we've seen a gradual development of how you can use the diamond story to create an experience for for the end consumer primarily, but then also for the trade. The trade suddenly is, um, through technology, being maybe forced is a strong word, but I'm going to use it, is being forced to engage in the journey of the diamond and create and be part of that, the experience that's being created for the end consumer.
1: So when we look at the paper report in the trade itself and how our grading report has been embedded within the supply chain, when I visit a lot of retailers around the world and also within the trade, I see our grading reports as being clearly part of every processes that multiple entities as the diamond moves through the supply chain. And when we are moving to the digital, we have been in contact with a lot of the trades of trade partners in a way with retailers, manufacturers, and to ensuring that we are helping them through that transition and the process that goes into it. And it's a disruption. It's a disruption to many of the business to go into it. But what we have learned is an overwhelmingly, everybody's ready for this digital transition. And this pandemic last three years has helped move to that transition even faster. And we started this conversation with the trade, actually, even before pandemic. And we heard some reservations about moving to the digital. But after pandemic, that has been pretty much everybody ready for it. And they're actually asking us to say, hey, you need to go faster, actually move faster to the digital. So I think their supply chain is very much ready for it because they're getting that feedback from their customers and consumers to have that experience that goes through. And it's all about how do they add value, removing any frictions that comes out of the related to the process. So we've been in a constant contact with all of the trade and retailers specifically.
0: So what does it mean to go digital? It's clearly beyond the just, you know, shifting the reports from paper to digital format. But for the GRA and the services it provides the industry and really helps lead the industry in a certain direction, what does going digital encompass in that sense in the grading space?
1: Yeah, actually, it's quite interesting. We have talked about going digital and studied the transition and what are the friction points and how do we go about that. To that point, the way we have done it actually is very much a very simple transition. And it's when you submit your diamond to GIA, today when we have finished working, we send the diamond back with a paper report. In the future world, it's going to be the diamond will get sent back with a proper documentation, simple label that will allow you to get the diamond back. And that will right away will get issue a digital grading report, which anyone who is owner of the diamond or for the consumer will be able to go to GIA dot edu and access that grading report that's the main main place to go get that grading report but it also get a great experience through our mobile app so anyone can download our GIA mobile app and they'll be able to access the same grading report through their mobile app they will be able to just like how we do with our boarding passes or credit cards you'll be able to add in your wallet on your mobile phone those grading reports so it's a great experience that you can get and store from that part and then the third one, the, the manufacturers or the retailers who do a very high level of transactions with GIA and the thousands of diamonds that comes through it, for their convenience, we also have an API service where as soon as they get their diamond back, they will be able to connect with GIA and get those grading report digitally uh, through the data. And everything can be validated to our report check website and report check services, which is the hub of all of our storage. So from an experience standpoint, either you are doing a large volume of transaction or individual, you will have a better experience in dealing with that in there. And when you are doing that transaction with consumer, you'll be able to tell them uh, how to access in whatever the convenient factor is for them for that purpose
0: Right. So would a retailer who has his own, say, marketing tools through an app that he's developed or she's developed, even within the midstream as well, you know, if there's a supplier that has um, that is very digitally focused, has all the inventory online available through their websites or through an app, can they tap into the GIA program to incorporate that information, particularly for the retailers that they can use it for their marketing and for their engagement with consumers?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. They will be able to. And as I described, they can do it multiple different ways. If they wanted to have an experience on the retail counter, they can do it through GI app and show that on an app. And if they want to embed that within their technology, their portal, their website, then they'll be able to connect directly link to report check service, which is available even today. That where they'll be able to connect through our API services and create a link that we issue a QR code where they can directly link to that report check. And so In real time, they will be able to validate the most and the latest information about that grading report at that time, either in their application or in their website from GIA. So it's a very easy and convenient way. Many of the organization actually today connect through report check API services as well. So that will be an extension of that as going forward as well.
0: Okay, so the announcement was in June, I think that you made the announcement about the new service. And so what's the reaction been like within the trade, I think, particularly? what's um, Because it's a very traditional industry, we know, and there is always some resistance to change. So I'm curious how how people have responded?
1: Actually, it's been overwhelming, very, very positive response. Many people came to me at JCK show, even after that. They have been complimenting us for doing it. They want us to do, as I mentioned earlier, they want us to do faster, even faster than that, because they're ready for it. And so it's been across the board. We're getting the feedback from the US, Europe, Asia, all the key markets for GI Green reports and everywhere. We've been getting very positive feedback about, about the transition. And one of the things that we have done is in preparation of this transition is creating a lot of tools for the trade on how to simple videos that they can look at it and learn. How do we get there? Our matching ID service that we have launched in, which is a security feature of inscription matching. It's been a very positive as well, because this is going to allow people to validate their physical diamond with our digital grading report right in front of any of a consumer or on a retail counter or within the trade to do it as well. So when we combine all of that it's been a very very positive feedback you know there has been you know some questions for certain people I have hey what's so what happens to you know if i want the paper report and things in there but our our stance is today especially with the dossier report we really want to go digital and uh, we will not print any dossier reports starting January 2023 it will be all be available on a digital format for people so I think industry is ready for it, even as traditional as this industry is. Last three years after pandemic has changed the views on how people want to transition with this new change.
0: And so the timeline is, as you mentioned, for dossiers to go all digital on those reports from 2023. I assume you've already started sort of gradually rolling it out for clients that are on board with it already. And then by 2025 to be to have all your reports on, on the digital. It's Source Verify. That's the name of the report, right? Or the name of the program.
1: Yeah, no, I think there are two different things. So let me clarify. So one, our digital report is dossier as it is today. So there is no change from a dossier diamond report. So that will go digitally January 2023. Every report that we introduce after that is going to be on a digital format. It will happen for all the clients at exactly the same time. So we will not print at that point. It will stop printing at that point. And then the rest of the grading reports, our plan is to go uh, take all of them like Diamond Grading Report, which is it typically it's been one carat and above. It will also become a digital over the next 18 to 24 months. And by 2025, we will have every report that GI produces is going to be digital in there. So that's our current grading report family. The source verification service that you were alluding to that that's the service that GIA introduced where we can through our verification auditing process we will be bringing the origin country of origin through the documentation verification process and it will be part of our grading report will be available on our report check website. So there are two different things that there were introduced recently by GIA but when we look at all of the services, our movies towards digital starting January
0: 2023. Right. And uh, I apologize. I mixed your products in my mind, <laughs> which is, there's so much else. It was a topic that I wanted to get onto in terms of the sustainability, and we will still do that. But I did want to um, stay on the aspect of how technology is changing the grading space. And there's been a lot of talk about um, using AI to drive innovation within grading and also to automate the grading process. And I was wondering how the GIA views these developments. I know that you're using AI in many aspects of your operations, but because when I saw the announcement about the going digital, that was my first reaction, that this was another step towards a greater goal in bringing more efficiency to the grading space.
1: And I think you're right. That's the ultimate goal to bring a lot more efficiency, reliability, consistency, all of the things that we have talked about related to the grading. That's the ultimate goal for going towards that. So there is a lot of changes and innovations coming in this space. And we've talked a lot about the digital grading report. And one of the announcements at JCK we made was about the Match ID device that you have seen where We can put the diamond on there, the inscription, it will capture the image, moves to our app. And through the AI embedded service within our app and our cloud, it will give a verification right there. So there's a use of AI right there in front of consumer. You'll be able to see that, right? So that's the one example of using AI in improving the experience, improving the security, bringing more trust to the consumers as part of it. So that's a great example of utilizing of AI. When we look at that as a part of our journey and the roadmap, we started, as I started the conversation with it, GIA has been DNA has been the innovation in there. And we introduced many of the technologies within the grading space in multiple colorometer, for examples, that we've been using for decades to use the grading and automation of that. We have our cut grading system, for example, with a facet where that has been embedded within manufacturing through OEM devices that have been used today are part of the automation and algorithms that we have built a long time ago. Now, when we look at the AI, you know, it's been used very loosely in a lot of things. People think everything is an AI. Everything is not an AI, right? So the couple of examples I gave is the automation of algorithm machine learning type of activities that have been developed over multiple different times of it. The the use of AI, for example, we a lot more use it in there, is in clarity grading, color grading, some of those areas where it's been the last frontier. I think Tom Moses uses that word specifically, and I like that it's kind of the one that we are going after. So we partnered with IBM about four or five years ago now. We started doing a lot of work in the background about learning AI, building the AI, and we were perfectly positioned to do it. We had so much of the data, know-how, our standards, and so With combining with the knowledge of IPM, we builded an AI that has been currently now been used in many of our labs. And we are actually rolling out in most of the places now that are embedded. AI has a tremendous progress that has happened in that. I don't think today is a perfect place where for every grading of the diamond, we'll be able to use an AI. There are examples like, you know, in the grading, the big part of the grading and the trust of the grading is treatment detection. There is no AI today that can do all of that treatment detection work and things into that. So there are parts of grading like four season, some of the simpler things in relatively are being able to automate it or through AI or one. But then there is a very difficult part because the treatment and other things that cannot be automated. And I think there is this.
0: Is that because there are always new treatments or new ways to fraud or to coat a diamond or whatever it is that makes it impossible for that to get that data set?
1: Yeah, people are all continuously finding new new ways of doing it. To your point, yes, that is correct. But on top of that, even the t- tools and technologies that are today available to do some of the detection, I mean, there are simpler ones like, you know, we have introduced ID100 and things. They're simpler there. But the treatment that we see in our labs today is so sophisticated that any of the AI cannot be trained to do many of the things in there. It requires a very sophisticated instruments and other things to do it. And somebody will say, "Well, it's only happening in a very small portion of the grading thing." But our what we have noticed is some of the treatments can be applied to diamonds across the board in many of the things in there. So our purpose is to make sure that we do that. Every diamond that goes through it is going through a very rigorous Grading process of that, and so do I envision in the future some of those things could be automated, maybe. But today the technology is not there to do it, and what we can't do is in pursuit of just assumed efficiency, we can't just automate everything in there. So what we have to be careful as an industry is to ensure when we are ready to take those efficiency in in our in many of the cases we are we are applying those efficiencies as we go along at. Without costing us the trust that needed in the process, right, of doing that. So we're finding that balance. And I think technology has made tremendous progress. And we are using AI, and we're going to we envision using AI for many of the areas where today grading is not possible manually. In a, some of the smaller stones, for example, when we look at it, because they're so, so much and they get sold in parcel. I think bringing technology and automation in those type of things would be able to do it. And at some part, even our discussion with IBM, it's interesting. Many times they tell us that hey, there will be a part where humans are gonna require to look at certain things. AI will not be. And they look at you know all the use cases in many medical or cancer treatment, and these guys have a lot of experience. And as we learned, it's same thing can be applied in diamond. We can do majority of of it, but not all, right? And so I think this is where I kind of see the use of AI is gonna increase. But today I personally as a technology person can't say everything can be automated through AI and in grading process.
0: Interesting, because there seems to be differing opinions about that and different companies obviously and who are trying to show their added value through this topic. But as a human, I'm kind of Happy to hear that there will be a role for the human for the human eye, although there is that concern about the subjectivity of grading. But it sounds like that the use of AI will diminish those concerns. That that's an area where there's concern about differing grades from different laboratories, that that's where this is a problem that can be solved through technology.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would actually talk about this one if you allow me to. I don't know that we will be able to solve those different opinions by different laboratory and through AI is not going to solve that problem. And here's the reason why. AI is built based on what you teach AI to do. Okay, so you are going to train the AI to learn on based on your standard, the data you provide and what you wanted to do in there. So just like human, we train somebody to you, to me, we learn all the things differently based on what knowledge was given to us. And then we apply that knowledge and what the work and what things we do it. So in the case of AI, when we look at that, how I builded AI at GIA, when we look at it, we applied the rigorous standard, the GIA 4C standard that we created. We use the data and our know-how and many other things that goes into it. Now, if somebody else developed their own AI, if they don't apply the same standards in training, same data in there, the results that two different AI machines, algorithms will produce will be still be different. What it will be within my domain of GI, I will bring more consistency because it's looking, the human subjectivity that goes within my laboratories will get eliminated because my AI will be trained to do consistently do that. But what it will not do is same AI has been trained by other laboratory. If they have not trained it properly, the garbage goes in, garbage goes out, right? That concept that you kind of things into it. So what we have to be careful is we can't solve the problem of two laboratories giving two different results unless people come to and apply a rigorous standard that GI has established decades ago in building those AI transactions into that part. And that has to be the core off of it because otherwise... What you will get is a consistency within those laboratories, but not across the laboratories.
0: Well, I think that kind of solves one concern for the industry. Within an organization, there'll be greater consistency because despite the GIA or any other labs training, it is subjective science on color and clarity grading. There is concern about the inconsistencies between labs within an organization, and so I think that is encouraging that the technology can solve that problem. And then, it, again, it mirrors the challenge that, that the industry is facing uh, has faced for many years, and that's essentially that other labs are using GIA language, but not applying the same standards for their color and clarity grade.
1: And That's exactly the point. And I, I think that's what we have to be as an industry. We need to come together and asking for, because if people are not asking for the application of those rigorous standards, then I think that is going to remain the challenge. And ultimately, GIA as an independent organization, our focus is how do we ensure that we apply the same standards across to the consumer when they are looking at in doing their purchasing decision, they get the best information. And In order to do that, we are day and night working on to improve ourselves, bring more consistency, more reliability in there, and hopefully others will do the same that can really help in that direction.
0: Just a final question on the digitalization drive, and that is um, moving from paper to digital, how does that affect the GIA's turnover and efficiency within the organization? Are you able to move Stone's Quicker through your processes, given that it's now a digital system.
1: So, one of the core thing we are continuously focusing on is reducing on our turnaround time, bringing more and more automation, and that is also helping in that area. Going digital will help some efficiency within our grading lab to do it, but there is still physical movement of the diamond that happens in there. That's still a require, right? So, it completely doesn't eliminate all of the need of the transportation and many of the things in there. But the digitalization of it will definitely bring and we're working towards reducing the supply chain. And for that matter, what we are doing it is, we're focusing heavily in within our laboratories is how to bring a faster turn and continuous improvement. So I think as you will see, as we optimize our network of laboratories and stuff, you will see a better, faster service that our customers will start getting it. Digitalization will provide them faster information, more reliable, consistent information, so they will be able to sell the goods through that part. So efficiency will not only happen within our facility, but also within the trade, because one of the things that we have seen is that a lot of times, Diamond moves from one facility to other facility in the retailers, but the grading reports are stored in a central location. And that creates the whole challenges and stuff. This will eliminate need of any of these things. So we see the efficiency going beyond our walls from that perspective, right? So so we're doing both the digitalization as well as internal process improvements in there. So I think combination of both will help not only GIA but the trade as a whole.
0: And the customer within the trade will get the information or potentially get the information about their diamond, the grade reports before they necessarily get the diamond back physically.
1: Exactly. They will be able to, for sure.
0: Right. That makes sense. Um, before we wrap up, I would like to touch on the sustainability topic that you brought up earlier and I, that I maybe erroneously brought up. And that is, firstly, we got, we picked up, actually, I picked it up on your LinkedIn that the GIA appointed a new sustainability officer. I forget the exact title of Johanna Levy. And so that was an interesting announcement for me because what is her role and where does the idea of pushing the ESG topics within the GIA fits into its overall strategy. So maybe you can comment on that.
1: Absolutely. Johanna Levy, who just joined, her title is VP of ESG. When we started talking about ESG, as you know, the consumer's thinking, all of our thinking, everybody's focus is on sustainability. It's part of the consumer fabric. They expect organizations to do the right thing for the sustainability of the planet, the environment, governance, social aspect of it. So GIA has been involved in the ESG space for many years or decades ago. For example, when it comes to social aspect of it, we are already doing a lot of work in Africa, teaching artisanal miners about how to look at their stones so they can get a better pricing and things into that. When we look at to our CSR activities in India, many of the things that we do it through our endowment and other areas of it. So there's a lot of activities that GIA does on ESG space already. But also when we look at our internally, we need to ensure that we're continuously looking at our carbon footprint, how do we are improving. And on external side of it, what we anticipate, we would have a significant role as an educational institute to play and help industry educate in that part of how to integrate ESG as part of their businesses. How do we bring the messaging of it? And eventually, our role is to take the most best information that is important to the consumer to our grading report. And so we anticipate there will be aspect of it like what we just announced with our source verification service of providing the origin information, providing how those diamonds origin, what comes from there, where does it come from, what the impact of it. So there is a lot of information that is important to the consumer that we will be able to provide that. So there's a lot more aspect of GIA that we have a huge role to play within the industry, but also looking at ourselves and say how we're doing it. There's a lot of debate within the industry between natural diamond and laboratory-grown diamond about the usage of carbon footprint and stuff. We as an independent organization can look at some of these things, collaborate with many of the entities like RJC or other entities like that, and take what is the most important information and bring it to the consumer in there. So. I think there is a lot of things that you will see GIA play a prominent role in there. And Johanna brings a tremendous experience in this area. Her experience in working with many different industries in a consumer space, also coming in fragrance industry, which is in a lot of ways similar to the diamond industries and things in there. So she'll bring a depth of the knowledge from industries like that into our industry and allow us, GIA, to bring more visibility to the consumer in that space.
0: It's very interesting and follows the introduction of Source Verify, and you have the Diamond Origin Report. And so, if you can maybe just differentiate between those two products for me, I think that would be helpful.
1: Absolutely. So Diamond Origin Report, as as you know, multiple years we've been doing that. And Diamond Origin Report focuses on taking a rough and matching to the polish through our scientific process, ensuring that rough matches or polish matches to a particular rough through our, our process in there. Along with that, we provide the origin where that rough came from and the stories attached to uh, those country of origins in there. And that, that's our program that we launched years ago, as well as a uh, source verification with the recent developments and the heightened need for people. to So our thinking is, how do we ensure that the majority of the diamond can have that uh, origin information attached to it? So when retailers in the United States or consumer around the world making their purchasing decision, they have the most information available there So the source verification service we recently announced is focusing on taking the established process within the industries like kimberly process or many well known uh, manufacturers and the brand they have their internal processes where they all these informations are available through the documentation so we are bringing a third party verification through auditing process to ensure that all of that documentation their erp system have a robust information and once they are verified we will take that origin information and provide through our report check website for that particular grading report so, making it easier for the industry to provide that origin information to the retail and to the consumer, where they don't have to submit rough and polish both of those to us, just providing the data and the information and allowing us to go through the auditing process so that's the main difference between two services, and the reason we bring both of them is we want to provide as much choice to the industry as much as possible and making it easier to bring that information to the consumer and I hope many of the people would take advantage of the source verification so that consumer can get benefit when they're purchasing their diamond.
0: Well, um, I do think that it's important that the GIA is so focused on the end consumer because sometimes, especially in this grading space within the trade, it seems like a very B2B type of discussion. And we sometimes lose sight of the fact that it's really about, you know, bringing confidence to the end consumer. So I think that's very reassuring. Just two more questions, Petesh, and there's so much to talk to you about. There's so much happening in the industry in this space and clearly also at the GIA. But in terms of the origin report, obviously the rough diamond landscape has changed um, due to the geopolitics um, that has affected the industry this year. And so how has that affected your program to procure rough? for the diamond origin report that you, because I understand that El Rosa was a participant in this program and very involved in helping get it off the ground. So how has that affected your operations?
1: Yeah, actually, you know, um we did work with El Rosa and passed in there, but I would say about a couple of years ago, we stopped that program with directly with El Rosa on the origin of the rough mapping to that facility. But mo- most of our rough, we don't, Obviously, we are not involved in any commercial transaction, so we don't procure directly the rough. What we do is we provide an opportunity for manufacturers to send us rough for capturing the information through the proper documentation where they procure that rough. We collect the scientific data and then we give that rough back to the manufacturers. And then eventually, when we get polished, we match those two things together you know, the, the impact with Russia hasn't really impacted the Origin program because those things are still working the way it is. So a lot of rough is still available in the market, which is, you know, the Beers goods or other miners. So that can still come through our reading lab. What we have stopped is all the Russian rough that we do not accept as part of our Diamond Origin services. So we stopped all of that. But I think there is, you know, there's a lot of availability of rough in outside of it. And that has a very little impact on overall program so far.
0: Well, Pratesh, I think it's best to leave it there. We've gone over time as it is. um, I think maybe we'll need a follow-up at some point, but it's so great to have you on the podcast. Thank you for your candidness and your your insights um, today. It's been great um, chatting with you.
1: Great. Uh, thank you so much and thank you for having me. I really enjoyed this conversation and I would love to come back and thank you for organizing the panel discussion as we talked about it. I think those are the good conversations we all have it within the industry and stuff that allows us to share ideas, debate uh, the topics and uh, bring in. So thank you for doing all of that. Appreciate it.
0: Well, it's my pleasure. As heated as they sometimes become, I think it's uh, it's important to get those topics out there and debate them. So Thank you, Pratesh, and thank you everyone for listening, and we'll see you again next time. I hope you gained a lot from this conversation with Pratesh, as the GIA is clearly doing some interesting and innovative things that will influence the industry for years to come. For more discussions, news, and analysis about the diamond industry, visit us on diamonds.net. Follow Rapport Group on Instagram and follow Rapport on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And don't forget to subscribe to get future episodes. Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by Ignite, a full-service innovation science and technology division within the De Beers Group, spearheading step change throughout the diamond industry.